is Sergeant Al's Traffic Ticket Blog. Hello and welcome to my show. I'm Al Castro. This is the first of what I hope will become many podcasts that focus on traffic, roads, infrastructure, cars, buses, trains, planes, and automobiles. This program is about you and how your life is about to radically change in the advent of electric cars and autonomous driverless robot vehicles. Most of us don't realize it, but we are at the dawn of a new age as our cars are beginning to learn how to drive and park themselves and eventually how to even recharge themselves for the next cycle of use. As this happens, our lives are going to change and we need people to recognize this to guide us through these challenging times ahead for the good and bad things that these technologies can bring. This was a long time coming, the age of electric and robot cars and the podcast to my blog. I'm Al Castro. I'm a retired police officer who's presently a security consultant and broadcaster who writes about cars, transportation, green technology, and police culture to talk about it all here at alcastro.com. Do you have a parking ticket or traffic ticket and don't know what to do? Have an issue with DMV and need to figure it out? Not sure whether you should buy or lease your next plug-in hybrid? Why do the cops park their cars on the side of the road the way they do? You have any questions like these? Tell me at contact at alcastro.com. Please join me for conversation, dialogue, and my tweets at my Facebook post, facebook.com, Sergeant Al's Traffic Ticket Blog, or follow me on Twitter at Sergeant Al Castro. You know, over the years, um, since I've retired, I've been asked all different kinds of interesting questions. Um, and one of the more popular ones is, um, can you talk a police officer out of writing a, a ticket? And um, that's a very complex question, believe it or not, because it has a clear cut answer. Um, but you know, it depends on, of course, the circumstances. One of the things that that question gives a supposition to, which I think is dangerous, actually. And this is where you start to see the core of what it is my blog has been about the past six years. Um, this is not about legal advice, okay? Um, most likely, in most of the scenarios that people ask me, I tell them, look, your best option is to talk to a lawyer. I even cover myself sometimes. I am not a lawyer and I am not playing a uh, lawyer uh, when answering these questions. In actuality, this is about determining when you should be talking to a lawyer and when you probably really do need to talk to a lawyer. And one of the things that I can tell you um, without a doubt is when you get stopped by the police, you should not be talking at all. Nobody inside the car should be talking. The only one that should be talking is the driver and everyone else, like a child, should be seen and not heard. Um, that's the way that works. And unless you are a witness or a complainant, um, your best interaction that you can have with the police is to say as little as possible 
um, because you don't know what kind of outcome you may be under to not realize it initially, especially if you already have points on your driver's license. By talking your way out of a traffic ticket, most likely you're talking your way into one. And if you hire a lawyer, you're going to make it more difficult for yourself because you're admitting guilt. All right. So that supposition starts with that, that should you even be talking to the police officer? There's also another component to this is that when you get stopped by the police, you are technically under arrest right there at the side of the road. So the less you say, the better off you are. So let me give you uh, six circumstances, okay, that uh, a police officer would let you go but didn't have uh, the patience or the time probably quite frankly to tell you why and it's usually under these six circumstances whether the motorist realizes it or not that gave way to actually letting the motorist go with a warning or um, some kind of written or verbal warning all right so you should never fool yourself into thinking that you talked your way out of a ticket and one of the reasons why the uh the, the most important reason why actually is because the officer has to take detailed notes of the car stop he needs to take notes of the traffic device that was used for the enforcement um, and make sure that that was working correctly um, the officer uses tools of enforcement particularly if this is about a speeding violation he needs to give testimony about the certifications uh, of the instrument um, and his qualifications um, and most importantly the officer needs to uh, take notes of the conversation that he had with the motorist. So it's for that reason alone that a police officer is not going to entertain your stupid ass silly nonsense and excuses that he's heard a thousand times uh, in his sleep to hear it during the waking hours. So most likely it is under these six circumstances that an officer um, uh, let you go. So here they are. Here are six reasons why you were just let go from a traffic infraction on a car stop that the officer just didn't have the time or the patience to explain it to you. Number one, you are or were a law enforcement officer, in most circumstances some kind of first responder, and under most circumstances sometimes the military. Um, for these people that are not law enforcement, be extra nice and be extra courteous. Professional courtesy is not guaranteed to you, but under most circumstances you will get it. And not all police officers get professional courtesy um, everywhere that they go, okay? So sometimes that's an exception and not the rule, all right? But yeah, that's most likely uh, a, a good reason why you were let go. Number two, you are family or a really close civilian friend of a law enforcement officer and you showed proof. Now with this one you have to be careful, alright? Try to pull over right away uh, when you see the officer. Be nice, cut all the interior lights on, try to make his job a little easier and tread lightly in conversation okay because with the way that dynamic works in some places is that the break that he's giving you is on your law enforcement family member or buddy that you know that he gave you documentation to prove that you, he knew that he knows you the next one might be on you 
if he catches you anytime soon. All right, so be aware of that. Number three is the most likely scenario in which a um, police officer will let you go, and nine times out of ten, you may not realize it because he doesn't even have the time to explain. And number three is about there's a more pressing matter the officer needs to go to, like a 9-11 in-progress call. Someone's being robbed, burgled, raped, shot, stabbed, arguing to a fistfight escalation or assaulted, or the dispatcher has a call that gives reason to say so. The officer's got to go now. And if he has the time, he may do a warrant check, a license check, um, make sure that you're not on the FBI's most wanted list and you're not responsible for killing a uh, law enforcement officer. Um, but that's most likely the reason he had to go and you were in the way. Okay, so he let you off with a warning. And that's usually under the common circumstances as to how people are let go. Number four is you have a reasonable goddamn excuse. And it's probably obvious when the officer pulls up uh, to your door, after, uh, putting you over to the car stop. And um, I have seen this scenario I'm about to give you um, less than a handful of times, but they're indelible memories that are planted in my mind. These are about laborers, women being in labor, and the laborer has gone so terribly wrong. There's not only blood in the car, there's blood on the seat, on the carpeting, on the dashboard, the seat. I mean, sometimes even the, the headliner. I mean, there's blood all over the place. She's pale and she's about to go into shock and she's about to have that baby, whether it's going to be okay or not. And you don't even just say anything. You just walk up to the car and say, oh, okay, follow me. And you take them to the hospital and hope that everything turns out all right. So, yeah, that's usually a circum. There's no talking your way out of that. It's the obvious and it's the right thing to do. But also be careful with that, okay? Taking it upon yourself to be driving 90 miles an hour in your own car. You're not, you don't have the training and your car is not equipped to be that way. And this is a situation I'm going to explain with the two exceptions to these six rules about getting mouthy with police officers. If you're not careful, you get mouthy with him on that journey to the emergency room there will come a time when there is a, a moment that he can that he might write you for that okay driving 90 miles an hour is dangerous but usually under most circumstances it's you know it's explainable and it's usually you know a no-brainer that okay I can see why you're going that fast okay Number five is an interesting one, and we come across this scenario probably much more often, ironically, than number four that I just gave you. And this is the officer really wasn't in the mood to write and or he's looking for someone or something else. These were the times when I stopped you for uh, the possibility of DWI. I stopped you either on mobile DWI task force patrol or at a checkpoint. Um, it could have been a fugitive uh, search um, in a roadblock um, or a safety violations check at the end of the month that the, the, the troop uh, or police station house is falling behind in their summons activity and they need to make it up. So they'll do a safety checkpoint off the exit of a parkway or a highway and start pulling people over for expired inspection certificates and registration and all that other paperwork that you're supposed to have in your car or seatbelt or cell phone violations. So yeah, it's either he was 
it wasn't in the mood to write or he's looking for something or someone else. This is also the scenario where he searches your car. If a police officer is searching your car, it's not about getting a ticket anymore. That might be a consequence of that. Um, it's more about looking to place you under arrest, okay? So yeah, that's uh, number five. Number six is another interesting one. It doesn't happen as often as it once did, like it did back in the day when I was a police officer. And unfortunately, one of the reasons why is because um, of these horrible assassinations and how they've come about in recent years with some of these police officers that a lot of agencies now are doubling up their officers in radio cars and on patrol um, so that you have a partner. So this is less so. This is about the proverbial lone state trooper or um, FBI agent, uh, FBI agent, the state trooper or highway patrolman that um, is out on the road alone, solo, and it's late at night and um, or the evening hours and they're lonely and they're looking for companionship just to somebody to talk to. Um, it does not have to be sexual, but I'm sure it's, sometimes it's about that too. Um, this is when he, he or she will stop you, they'll vet you, uh, they'll do a license check, they'll do a warrant check, make sure that they decrease the possibility of you killing them. And then once he feels or she feels that you're okay, um, he'll, he or she will engage you in conversation. And you'll talk about sports or your your fancy car, whatever it is, the reason why it is that he stopped you. And, yeah, that happens, you know. Uh, police officers are people, too. Uh, they recruit us from the human race. We're humans just like you. We are the police, and we are you. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's rare nowadays to have solo patrol, particularly um, in the late evening hours or the wee hours of the morning. But, yeah, that's... Those are the six rules. Now, these are the two exceptions that you need to be aware of. One of, the one, one of them is about getting mouthy with police officers, okay? That's, your mouth probably is the number one reason past your actions behind the wheel of what gets you into trouble with the law, um, which is why I say less is more. But regardless of what circumstances I've just given you in the six reasons, even law enforcement officers, if you say the wrong thing, you are definitely not, you're guaranteed, it's beyond guarantee, you're cauterizing the process of getting a ticket if you say something um, that you shouldn't have, okay? Um, and that's getting mouthy with them. Number, the second, uh, exception is doctors. I need to have a conversation with you doctors. Now nurses, you're okay. Um, you are highly regarded in the law enforcement community um, and just about in most circumstances you probably will get a break. There's no reason for you to be talking your way out of a ticket. But I have had situations um, stopping doctors um, and I give one example at least he tried to have a sense of humor about it it was a doctor that was driving a Porsche convertible he had a uh, golf bag in that back seat thingy that's behind the seats the front seats the, the, you know you could put a, a maybe a baby infant on it um, and a golf bag ironically um, 
And at least he tried to have a sense of humor when I stopped him for speeding. He said, you wouldn't believe me if I was on my way to the emergency room. And, you know, I, I told the doctor, no, I, I wouldn't. And I, I gave him a ticket anyway. Um, you are better off telling me that you are, if it's, if it's about anything about talking your way out of something, you're better off telling me that you're one of these indispensable, valuable surgeons that uh, gets called to the emergency room to save a police officer's life. And I have had that happen over the course of my career. I'll stop a medical doctor and he'll say something along the lines of, uh, I was the doctor that saved uh, Detective McDonald's life uh, from his spinal cord injury. We did this sophisticated uh, procedure and, you know, he'll go into the highlights of it. And um, he's lining all his ducks up in a barrel uh, to set up to be getting a break. Um, that you know he's giving names locations the right hospitals the right circumstances the right uh uh police force member i mean the whole nine yards of that yeah this guy yeah he's probably the one and you know uh you're left in the circumstances where most likely you're going to give that doctor a break under those circumstances so yeah you're probably doing something better than that than just telling me you're on your way to the emergency room because that's been so played out um, it doesn't work anymore, okay? So, yeah, that's, um, that's basically it. Those are the six reasons and the two exceptions to um, talking your way out of a traffic ticket. And the circumstances are such that most likely um, the officer decided to give you a break, but it most likely was for... A reason that you probably weren't even aware of or circumstances that were brought to your attention and you know what if you walk away from the situation it should be a learning experience and I hope that it is for many of you that um, get stopped and walk away from a situation where you don't get a ticket from from the police so that's my blog that's episode one of my podcast it will be available on audio and video it is also continued on its written format the location is alcastro.com forward slash blog please also don't forget to follow me on my facebook page that's sergeant al's traffic ticket blog that's facebook.com forward slash Sergeant Al's Traffic Ticket Blog. And also follow me on Twitter at Sergeant Al Castro. Until next time, I'll see you then. Thanks for listening or watching. Take care. <laughs>